Uh, hi, we are the Final Femme. Um, I'm Sydney. I'm here with my co-host Jack. A little bit about us. We are, gosh, we've been friends for, I don't know, maybe a decade. We are mm, yeah. librarians and uh, I love horror movies and Jack hates them. So I forced him to do a podcast with me. I don't like them. And I just, off the top, we are going to be reviewing horror movies. So there will be spoilers. So just check the uh, episode title if it's a movie you haven't seen yet and you want to watch it and then come back and listen. That would be great. If you don't care about spoilers, that's fine too. We are by no means experts. We're not linked to the film industry. It's just two goofballs giving their opinions. And yeah, this is just for fun. So if we sound like idiots, stop listening. I don't know. You can, you could take that part out. That'd be neat. Um, so what I think we're going to do is I'm going to give some facts about the movies and then we're just going to kind of walk everybody through it. So shall we, shall we start? Yes. We shall. We shall. Okay. So the first movie we are doing, kicking it off with Nightmare on Elm Street, which came out November 11th, 1984. Written and directed by Wes Craven, who is, of course, one of the greats. Heather Lagenkamp. Oh, I don't know if I said that right. We're going to go with it. Is uh, She's Nancy, right. who is our final girl. Um, and if you don't know what a final girl is, that's usually the person who makes it out at the end of the movie. She's the last person standing. It's usually a girl. It's not always, but kind of traditionally. Um, Johnny Depp is Glenn, who is our boyfriend. And this is actually his first role, which is bonkers but he is 21 in this movie and heather is 19 and then uh robert england of course plays freddy krueger i think it's interesting to look at movie taglines so the tagline for this one well one of the taglines for this one is uh she is the only one who can stop it if she fails no one survives and jack what is your favorite tagline from this movie let me go to the taglines here um meet the glove yeah because, so, you know, I mean, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess y'all can decide which one is your favorite. And then I just had a little bit of trivia that I thought was cool before we get into it. New Line Cinema, which was the company that put this out, was uh, saved from bankruptcy by the success of this movie. Um, mm. And the movie was apparently called... The joke about this movie was that it was called The House That Freddie Built, because he essentially saved the company so yeah. <laughs> all right well i did not know that right just some fun spicy facts so sorry jack it's okay sid no problem <laughs> did you want to give us a little uh, plot summary of the movie before we get into it i'm sure so basically i guess they live on elm street i don't know if that's ever said or not but uh so nancy and her friends are they're basically being tormented by this uh by the gloved killer uh in their dreams <laughs> and they're trying to figure out you know why it's it's a obviously no no adult in this movie believes anything obviously they need concrete proof in front of them and even then they're still kind of you know they're like i'm not sure if that's actually what <laughs> they're pretty so, absent from this film so the, yeah the adults are idiots in this movie and i'm <laughs> i wish they would have died instead of the, the all the kids and everything but Oh. Anyway, spicy yeah, so eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're trying to not die and get help from adults, which is apparently the hardest part of this movie for them. Right. Yeah, I would say that's a good summation of this. Also, really quick, we are going to be a spicy, sweary podcast. So if you do not like expletives, this is your time to tune out. Cause get the fuck out of here. Uh, I, have okay. a spot, I have a potty <laughs> mouth, so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I will jump in or help me walk us through this. We'll just yeah. We we'll step through there. chronologically, or I think so. I, I took notes. Did you? I did take notes. It feels like I was in school all over again. Yeah, I know, right? This will be on the test. It will be. So don't fuck it up. There we go. First swear out of the way. All right. <laughs> so we open the movie 
by I forgot this part by the way. I've seen this before and I completely forgot that we start by watching Freddy make his weird little knife fingers while he's doing some fucking creepy heavy breathing by the way. Like it is not necessary. Yeah, as a uh, horror expert, is that a trope used in every movie? <laughs> they all have to have like their signature breathing style. Their signature bre- um I feel like Cuz Freddy's when he breathes, he screams <laughs> child molester. <laughs> it just comes out in his breath. I don't know what it is, but it, yeah. I could tell this wasn't going to be a good. I've never seen this movie. This was the first time, so I had a you know idea of what it was about, obviously. But uh, no, when I heard the breathing, I was like, okay, <laughs> this has got like uh, this is going to involve kids somehow. I think. <laughs> I thought I liked that scene. I liked the uh, them showing you like how the child molester his... scene. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're gonna have to cut this entire thing. It's oh early. no, it's hilarious. <laughs> no. Leave it in. <laughs> no, I like that they show him like making his weapons. Like I think that's a fascinating. I do too. Glimpse behind the mask, so to speak. Uh, because I don't, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think a lot of them do that. They kind of just appear at some point with whatever weapon, and there's no real backstory to it. Yeah, I, I, th- I did think that was interesting. You don't always see them. From their perspective, you just like, ah, oh, killer, what? So it was interesting yeah. to see him making his weapons. What What did you think of the weapons? I thought it was, it was very unique. Like I, the finger I don't know. knives. Could, yeah, who has those? He's got the he got the market cornered on or market. Yeah, something. So the he has something cornered market. on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a unique take because then you've got your hands, but you've also got the stabby stabs on 10, as, 10 options to stab somebody, which is as exciting. everyone should. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> All right. So after our heavy breathing, <laughs> I think it's, that was very like nice. That. You could be yeah. Freddy's friend. I don't like how quickly I picked up on that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've 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 known that about you for a while, Jack. We've so. known each other a long time. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't like the fact that that's just you're nonplussed by that. I don't like that. Nah, it's fine. It's whatever. Hmm. Okay, so then we move on to a blonde in a nightgown running through, and I thought it was kind of interesting that they make you think that Tina's the main character, or at least I did yeah. the first time I saw it. Yeah. And she's just kind of running around. She's clearly in a dream. Freddie is chasing her, and a random sheep runs through by the way which i looked it up there is okay. no symbolism for the fucking sheep it's just there I, I think they just needed a weird noise and then they needed a weird visual to match it because i was like what what the hell so <laughs> i i do like this movie so our entire concept of this podcast is thrown out the window because i actually enjoyed this one but i think it's because they made it funny in parts yeah like that was that was kind of funny to me you just look at it like what what that was ridiculous and then you're expected to just kind of move on. Wes Craven does that. Like, he did Scream, too, and he's pretty good about, like, balancing a little bit of humor in there with his horror. Yeah, I like that so far. So we've we've hit a home run with this. We're do- <laughs> When we're done with this, we're done with the podcast because we found oh, the okay. podcast. That, the One and done, everybody. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tina screams, she hears, she heard a baby randomly, and then she wakes up. And I also thought it was really funny. She wakes up, her dress is ripped, and her mom, like, pops into her room and immediately victim shames her. Yeah. She's like, Tina, you gotta cut those fingernails or stop that kind of dreaming. Like, ma'am. Now. What? (laughs) I've had some nightmares, but I've never clawed myself awake. No. No? Oh, not you either? Okay. No. Well, must just be her, I guess. Must must just be Tina. You know how she be, clawing herself. Her mom looked a little uh, <clears throat> unkempt, too. She was very... She looked like she had woken up and hardly put on makeup and then, like, just sat there at the door with her ear to her daughter's door, bedroom, <laughs> waiting for something like that to happen. Because it was very quick. She just popped into the room. And then her creepy... I assume that's... Tina's stepdad because yeah that guy, he had strong stepdad vibes he uh he was breathing like Freddie let me tell you <laughs> he was not here for Tina he was like get that mm-hmm. kid out of the way it's time to go back to our bedroom yeah that was weird that was a weird scene that was a weird scene 
I did I did like that uh it kind of blends like she wakes up, they have she has a weird interaction with her mom and stepdad Rod, whatever his name is, I don't know. And then it kind of fades into the dream with like the chant like one, two, Freddy's coming for you, and then that turns into the next day. I thought that was kind of a cool transition. Yeah. I don't like when kids sing songs. I think it's a <laughs> just in general. Trope. Children's merriment just don't. upsets the hell out of Jack. Keep it with the kids' bop. I don't want them hearing it in, like, <laughs> movies and shit. But I thought that was a relatively effective, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a nursery rhyme that goes along with it, which begs the question if, if there's a nursery rhyme. Well, we find out that out later. I won't go too far with this. But it, it establishes that, like, this is a thing, right? People yeah. know who this guy is and what he does. And they're essentially trying to tell you how to try to help yourself so you're not attacked by him. But... Um, I thought it was a pretty effective, like, and creepy way to kind of like mm-hmm. introduce him. I guess I agree. I I like a creepy kid song. It's always Ugh. effective to me. Yeah, I hate that it worked this time because usually I don't <laughs> like it. All right, so it's the next day. Baby Johnny Depp pulls up in his little. What was it? A Mustang? It was like a. It- Bright it's a red caddy. It's a caddy, baby. Oh, it's a That's caddy. A nice ass car. Me. It was a nice <laughs> car. It's. I don't know if this is just an '80s thing. Well, I guess we'll fig- find out the more we watch. But I always think the dialogue's a little goofy. Like, oh, it was kind of stilted in the beginning when we don't really know them yet. We don't know them well enough to establish that they're friends, and they're just kind of like, "Eh, you're fine, you putz. You had a weird yeah. dream. Get over it." Sydney, I wrote down the same thing. I said. Geez, the dialogue is so corny. And this is like, <laughs> this seems like it's just like movies from this era. They didn't know how to write dialogue or something. But yeah, well, I wrote down one of the lines because uh, I thought, okay, so I think it was Tina who said to a uh, big greaser guy, I can't remember what his name is. Rod. Rod. Yeah. She said, he said something about like, I got hard on for you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you wouldn't even be able to fit my name on your dick, basically. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. But then he says, he says, up yours with a twirling lawnmower the hell does that mean <laughs> i forgot about who wrote that, that? <laughs> so stupid yes that was funny uh, i did like the uh rod my name has four letters and you wouldn't be able to fit my whole name yeah, on your deck line that that's great that's great <laughs> that was the one line that they actually put some thought into but all the other ones are just like i don't know i'm just gonna give my third grader this sheet and she can write in the all the dialogue for this movie because that was it was just so lame yeah so we meet uh nancy who is our final girl played by Mm -hmm. heather logan camp um although you don't know it at the time you still kind of think tina's your main girl yeah tina's scared and her mom's going out of town for a couple days so nancy and um glenn who is johnny depp agree to come over and kind of keep her company Tina and Nancy are going to have a sleepover. And I think Tina says like, oh, it's crazy. Your mom lets you, your mom lets your boyfriend stay the night with me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny Depp's character is like, oh, she doesn't actually know. Um, she thinks I'm staying with my cousin who lives near an airport. And like, this is another example of Wes Craven's mm-hmm. humor because then he has this little cassette tape that he plays while he calls its mom. And it's supposed to be like, airplane noises so it sounds like he's by the airport but i think mm-hmm. he just picked up a tape of sound effects and it's like gunshots and car crashes <laughs> and in the middle of talking to his mom on the phone he's like oh mom i don't know there's a car crash i gotta go yep i'll yeah, call the cops there's just like mayhem <laughs> happening outside and he's like oh yeah we're, we're good oh yeah i'll call the car like <laughs> i i thought that was a pretty funny way like initially that's a good idea you know, you yeah. trick your parents into thinking you're going to buy an airport. You play airplane. Sounds great. But he bought the 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 cassette that only had, they were like two seconds long. He should have like put some money towards the full length ones because I think he could have got away with this a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cracked up when I saw that. And Glenn does not think it's funny, but the two girls do because Glenn yeah, has no sense. Of of, he kind of doesn't have a sense of humor in this movie. Sydney, I. I I don't care how many times you tell me that's Johnny Depp. I will never fucking believe you. That is not Johnny Depp. Right. It doesn't There's look no like way. him. And he doesn't have that weird affected accent that he's definitely picked up over the years where <laughs> he's trying to be accent. like fake British. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like that's very clearly a kid from Ohio or wherever the fuck Johnny Depp is from. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could have looked that up, but we'll just say Ohio because we're not into facts here. 
I believe you. I believe you. Um, so then we find out all three of the kids are having the same dream, the same Freddy Krueger's haunting all of them in their dreams. Which, if, if, if you told me that, mm. and our, uh, you can cut this out if you want to, but our uh, producer, Mark, if he said that too, if he said, we're all having the same dream, I might be like, you know, there's something to this. Instead of just shrugging it off like everyone does. Right? It's, it's so weird that they're describing, and, and you know, obviously the details come out further and further along as they describe Freddy. But like initially they're like, oh yeah, this weird guy is in my dream. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't cause alarm. But if three people had that same dream, I don't like, know, that just seems a little... A very specific dream, and they're waking up with scars and bruises, and they're like, nah, it's fine. It's probably just something I smoked the other night. Like, I don't, it's weird. You just need to cut your nails. <laughs> cut your nails, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple things here. One, Johnny Depp is from Kentucky. <gasps> oh, Who sorry, Johnny. Kentucky, what? not Ohio. That's Mark, by Owensboro. the way. Owensboro. Owensboro, Kentucky. Hmm. Would not have guessed. Weird. Well, Large British population, I think. Somewhere yeah, definitely. Lots of British people in Kentucky. Fake British people. Wow. Well, yeah, of course. He's from the globe. He's from everywhere. Hmm. I think he's from the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then they discover they all have the same dream. Mm-hmm. They hear a noise outside, so Glenn, being tiny baby Johnny Depp, decides to go out <laughs> and... Explore and he first goes meow meow kitty kitty and then he goes chow 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 which I do not <laughs> understand why he said chow 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 but clearly stuck with me. He's making a cat food commercial. What? He's making a cat food commercial. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's making a cat food commercial. And then Rod, who is Tina's boyfriend, tackles him, and Rod and Tina go upstairs to bang, which is a bad idea. Don't do that in horror movies. You're gonna die. That's what I've heard. Read the rules. And then Glenn tries to... <laughs> poor Glenn. He tries to get with Nancy, and she's like, Glenn, we're here for Tina. Not now. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I felt bad for, for him a little bit. It just made me laugh. Like, Nancy, your friend is literally in the next room doing exactly having... that. It's fine. She's literally in the next room having frenzied banshee sex with her fucking boyfriend. <laughs> I would leave that house. If I was their friends and they started banging like that, I would leave. Because I've had roommates that do that kind of crap where they bring home, like, a chicken. It's really loud. Mm. That is so annoying. So I was rooting for them to die at that point. Okay. So, uh, agreed. I also would have left the house. If they're going to have banshee sex, as you said, which I love that term, would have left. I really liked the... uh, the effect of Freddy like poking out through the ceiling. Yes. I was just going to say that that was was super creepy. I I will say a lot of the effects in this was, were, were pretty, they held up. Yeah. I I don't, I, again, I'm not a movie guy, so I don't know if that was a practical, I'm certainly not digital, I assume, but um, being an 84, but I assume they just like had some kind of stretchy material that he pushed through. I, I don't know. It was a really cool effect though. Yeah, that was really cool. So, Tina and Rod go to sleep, and Nancy is sleeping in Tina's bed. And oh, sorry, yes. A, no, you're good. A, a crucifix gets knocked off the wall, and then the ceiling kind of bulges out over Nancy while she's sleeping, and it looks like a person with his hands extended is going to come through and grab her. And that it was, mm-hmm. like Jack said, that was a really cool effect. Yeah, yeah. And then we see Tina get woken up by uh, someone throwing rocks at her windows, and she's like, uh, what the fuck? So she... Pulls a Sydney and goes outside. Yes, I don't understand that. Excuse (laughs) you. I always wore pants. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Well, that's smart. (laughs) It's cold out there. It looked like it. She goes outside. She's looking around trying to find the noise. And then Freddy's there. And he is running his fingers along the fence, but looks really dorky because he's like extendo arms Freddy. Yeah, like Stretch Armstrong, Freddy Krueger. That that was hilarious. Another moment where I laughed out loud. That was so good. (laughs) Yeah. And then she runs back to the house, but she does that thing that they used to make a lot of them do where they kind of pinwheel their arms while they're running. (laughs) And I I just, it's not an effective running strategy, babe. Like, you'll go faster if you pump your arms. Don't pinwheel them. Flailing. uh, I mean, you know. She does flail. 
I but, might flail in that in that situation. That's true. I might flail. I don't know. But so never she never fails to flail. Sorry. What? I said it never fails to flail. Oh my god. That was terrible. I hate you. <laughs> was not worth stopping for, no. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh so she falls down, Freddie attacks her, she pulls his face off for a second, which I totally mm-hmm. forgot about. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to get in the house, and you realize she's dreaming. So what we've been seeing is her dream, and you flash to her in the bed, and she's fighting off an invisible attacker. Rod wakes up. He tries to help her but doesn't know how. And then she essentially gets, like, dragged up on the ceiling, and she's getting cut open on the ceiling, which I thought was super creepy and really effective to flash from the dream to what we're seeing. Another part where the, the effects were really cool. Like her like going up the wall and the mm-hmm. ceiling and, uh, and bleeding the entire time. That was really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. This is a I always forget like how much I actually really enjoy this movie. So she dies. I mean, she's up on the ceiling bleeding out and then she crashes to the bed and dies. Yeah. Rod hops out the window, Nancy and Glenn bust through the door and then it's the next day. We meet uh, dad, who is a detective, and mm-hmm. we meet mom because they're in the station with Nancy. I kind of got a bit of a workaholic vibe from dad, kind of a little absentee. Were her parents together? Because I got the impression that they were separated or something. I'm pretty sure they're at least separated, if not divorced. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I definitely got the workaholic vibe as well. Yeah, because he's like never at the house. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting that Nancy immediately jumps to Rod's defense because if that was me and I was staying at my best friend's house with her boyfriend and my boyfriend, I wouldn't immediately jump to my best friend's boyfriend after my he's jumped out the window and my best friend is dead in a pool of blood. Like my first instinct is not going to be to defend her boyfriend. No, it would make complete sense for her to say he did it, obviously. Yeah, they were locked in the room together. They had that fight. And so far, they've only said that they've had the dream about the guy, but nothing's really happened to any of them. Mm-hmm. And then, well, other than Tina's shirt getting ripped, but... Uh, Cut your but nails, for, Tina! But for it to be escalated to that level, mm-hmm. it completely makes sense that everyone thinks that Rod did it. Yeah. What, one other disturbing fact, and yes, I have a feeling this is a common trope in these movies. Tina was supposed to be 15, going on 30. <laughs> she did not look 15 I forgot she's supposed to be 15 Also who is Well I don't know it was the 80s whatever But yeah Totally forgot she was supposed to be 15 No she looks like she's in college They all look like yes. they're in college Yes 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 So the next day we find out that Tina's mom is Not Tina sorry Nancy's mom is a huge alcoholic She's just taking a big old swig of vodka at Like 8am no biggie Straight out of the bottle Straight out of the bottle Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I wrote that down, too. <laughs> the straight out of the bottle part? Straight out of the bottle. It's <laughs> the only way to do it, I think. Oh, my God. So uh, they are also heavily rocking 80s. Nancy's got her little sweater vest on. Mom's got the mm-hmm. big old blazer. And it's peak 80s, it's perfection. And And to go along with your observation of the 80s, they don't know what PTSD is. They don't know what therapy is. Because they're like, just go to school. You're good. You're fine. You just saw your friend die. No problem. Go to school. <laughs> what are you tired? Go to school. You'll be, you'll feel better. <laughs> so Nancy is trotting along, going to school, and Rod grabs her into the bushes and tries to be like, hey, I didn't do it. And then he goes from immediately being like, you've got to believe me, to I'm going to threaten you because you didn't believe me in like two seconds. And then within two seconds, she says, I believe you. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> you do. <laughs> Turns out it was a setup because her dad followed her. And so they mm-hmm. catch Rod because there's a bunch of cops there. Rod goes to jail. And then Nancy's in English class. And then, of course, they use some. I think she's the teacher's quoting Hamlet. But she says, what is seen is not always real, which kind of felt a little Easter eggy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's in dreams, whatever. Could just be me. I'm a nerd. <laughs> So Nancy is then just kind of trying to stay awake in class and it's clear she falls asleep because she looks over at the door and sees a clear plastic bloody body bag that is her dead friend Tina talking to her. Terrifying. 
That yeah. was terrifying. Right? That was that so was very cool. Effective. Yeah. That might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie, just that whole school scene. With the blood following the blood trail all the way to the yeah. basement, which I don't know, man. If I was a mechanic at one of these schools, I would quit my job. <laughs> Who would go down there? There's like there's water everywhere. It's rusty and disgusting. It's definitely Just not. blow that school up and build a new one. It's not OSHA standards for sure. Absolutely not. Like they're good enough. <laughs> so she uh, follows the blood bag, the, the, the body bag and then the blood trail. Mm-hmm. She goes around the corner and sees the bag on the ground, and then something that she can't see picks it up and pulls it off screen, which was a cool effect. Yeah, it was, yes. And then Nancy is going to follow her, and some girl's like, where's your hall pass? But, (laughs) that girl's annoying. But she wears a sweater, and it's Freddy Krueger's red and green sweater. And she's like, screw your hall pass. And then the girl calls to her, and she's got Freddy Fingers... Freddie's gloved fingers on her hands, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh shit, she's probably dreaming. As if the blood bag wasn't a cue to be like, hey, she's probably dreaming. Now you definitely know she's dreaming. Uh, yeah, yeah. This this movie does a does a good. It, it, it's very well. It plays. The, it blurs the line between the dream and the real world quite yeah. well. Yeah, and I it, it's very effective because you're at, at like you were saying. You obviously know as the viewer that it's the dream world, but. Mm. And I, I'm screaming at her, go tell the teacher or something like, what are you doing? But obviously she's <laughs> asleep at that point. So it's kind of a effective way to push the protagonist in a direction that they're, you know, they're kind of forced into this, this scenario where they can't get out of it. And there's no uh, real world logic that could get them out of this other than just waking up, which I don't know if you're a heavy sleeper. <laughs> I'm not really, but I think I would wake up pretty easily and Freddie would not get me. I hopefully. <laughs> He'd be like, damn it, that Jack is too light of a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a heavy sleeper, and then the older I've gotten, the less that's happened. Especially when the cats, like, parkour off my ribs because they want me to get up and feed them. Well, yeah. Well, and you wake up with scratches, and it's normal. You have an explanation for that. Cut your fingernails, Tina. Let's go. <laughs> so she's goes down to the basement. She's running around. Freddie's chasing her in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. And she does something really clever, which is he's backed her into a corner. Mm-hmm. She's freaking out. And then she, like, puts her arm up to a hot pipe and burns herself in the dream, thus waking herself up in real life, which is very clever. At that point, you know she's going to be the final final girl. Right? Yeah. I think. Because, yeah, I, I saw that and I'm like, that's really smart to, to do that. Because you're, you're, you're forcing yourself out of a dream through Pain. hurting yourself. Yeah, so you're willing to do that, obviously. It was, well, if she wouldn't have, she would have died. I mean, he, he was right there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make a comment here. Um, Freddie looks like a peeled orange. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Like, I've, I'm losing, I, I don't know if I like oranges anymore. Oh, no. But like a peeled blood orange? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. And what's even worse is I like those more, so thanks for ruining those, too. Oh, you're welcome. I'm here all day. Okay. <laughs> so Nancy catapults herself out of the dream very violently. She like wakes up screaming. She's hitting the wall. The teacher's like, whoa, what the fuck? Are you okay? And then I thought this was also really funny and kind of same thing like what you were saying earlier, Jack, about PTSD. Mm-hmm. Because the teacher's like, you should go. I'm going to call your mom. And she's like, nah, I'm fine. And the teacher's like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Don't forget to get the hall pass. Oh yeah, the fucking <laughs> like that little thing at the end was that was good. But yeah, no, like like people were like, you just violently saw your best friend get murdered. What's the big deal? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go out in society. Like it's just like just no, must be baby. that mentality, you know? Yeah. I, I was just gonna say she just kind of like stumbles out of the school and has like a little bit of a breakdown, and yeah, then yeah. heads back home. And then I think she doesn't she meet up with Glenn in the next scene and like. She's like, okay, I have a plan. Um, she actually goes back to the prison and, well, yeah. I guess the jail, and then that's confirms right. that uh, Rod had the same dream that everyone else did. That's and that's right. when it starts clicking. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Do, okay. Sydney, I literally just watched this and I can't remember what, <laughs> what happened. So I uh, there's little hope for me if I don't take notes here. So Is that when they go back and... 
Help me. Help me out. <laughs> I just have the next line I have, dude, the bathroom scene, exclamation point. And I don't even know what, I can't even remember what that is now at this point. Scene. That's right. She takes a bath and. Uh... Oh, yes. That, yes. Dude, that was, again, that was right? terrifying. Mm-hmm. That was terrifying. So, my, uh, first of all, my grand definitely had that bathtub pillow. So I was like, oh, oh. Little clamshell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she's in the bath and you're like, that's cool. And But the shot is coming from between her legs, which, ew. Mm-hmm. And then you see Freddie's hand just come up and you're like, oh, no. And then her mom wakes her up and her mom's like, bro, don't fall asleep in there because people die from drowning. And she's like, oh, that's stupid. It's and then immediately mom. falls asleep. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. So she does have the bratty teenage acting down. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. It was super creepy, by the way, when she actually does fall asleep. And then in the dream, there's just a whole ocean under her bathtub. And Freddie just yes. yanks her down into this water. That scared the hell out of me the first time I saw it. It, it gave me the kind of claustrophobia Ooh. drowning thing going mm-hmm. on. I don't like either of those. So both of those combined was pretty... Got a reaction out of me, I, I guess. Right? Yeah. Creepy. Mm-hmm. And then again, she does that thing where she's screaming, freaking out. Her mom busts the door open. And then Nancy's like, oh, mom, why are you freaking out? I'm fine. And she's like, you were just screaming. She's like, oh, I, I just slipped. It's cool. I'm fine. Oh, okay. You know, th- there's a lot of that from her. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of, like, screaming and then I'm fine. And this happens probably a couple more times even after this and i just want to shake her and say at least i mean obviously they don't believe her as we're about to find out but like just tell someone what's going on because yeah you're not gonna you know solve this by yourself you were almost sucked into your bathtub into like (laughs) a lake beneath i don't know it was it was weird so she of course pulls in glenn who is the worst my god he Glenn could not be on my team. He is absolutely no. useless. Oh. Because I think she calls him next, and then she's like, come on over. I need to sleep, and you're going to, like, stand guard and wake me up. <laughs> Even after taking a bunch of that, <laughs> the fakest medicine I've ever seen, stay awake. Oh, yeah, the no Or whatever. That- <laughs> <laughs> so they're essentially promoting meth in this movie. Well, not because... very effective meth because she doesn't stay awake. Well, she didn't smoke it. <laughs> You're right. She didn't smoke it. She took it the wrong way. You're right. No, but the, like the only people safe from Freddie are crackheads or meth heads, I guess. Mm. Here's your Maybe PSA to do meth and drugs, kids. Just kidding. You want to we... stay alive? <laughs> we don't endorse that. Please don't do drugs. Don't do drugs ever. <laughs> not even Tylenol. Okay. Let's. This is a natural, organic podcast. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, Nancy is telling Glenn, like, hey, I'm going to... Is she going to hunt him, or is she just going to try to get more answers? I think she's trying to hunt him. So she's like, I'm going to fall asleep. I need you to keep watch and wake me up if it looks like I'm struggling. And he's like, totally, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I also have written down that she, like, held up a mirror and was like, oh, my God, I look 20. Like, uh, rude. Excuse you. That was kind of funny. Some Um, of us are ancient over here. Thank you very much. Yeah. What what is she going on? Like, this is, like, day five or six of no sleep. Yeah. And she has aged one year. Well, (laughs) the actress is 19, but she's probably 15 in the movie. So, yeah. My God, five years. Just uh, elder millennials over here aging like cheese. It's fine. <laughs> I will. I will give the movie this too. Not uh, you know, they kind of uh, uh, make her look like she's sleep deprived throughout the movie, or, or more so as as she gets in the days. Like she looks worse as she goes. Yeah, the she shot- still looks like a nineteen year old, but I mean. She's got the, like, tiny little bags under her eyes. Yeah, she's got, like, that purple bruising under her eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she does go to hunt him down. I can't remember. I don't think she goes to the jail yet. But we see the sheet kind of, like, start to creep up at Rod, like, mm-hmm. foreshadowing stuff to come. I think, does she head to the boiler room in the school? Because she's looking for him. She checks that Glenn's there, and then... 
Maybe she does yeah, go she, to the jail in her sleep. Where she, does she goes go? to the jail and she's like looking into a window down onto Rod. Right. And sees stuff kind of moving. So she's like screaming at Glenn to try to wake her up so she, they can go save him. That's right. Um, And then she finally gets back and what I think the alarm clock goes off and that wakes them both up. And if she rightfully gives him a bunch <laughs> of shit for falling asleep so quickly. Yeah. And then they go to the jail to just check on Rod. That's right. Uh, because she she knows that something's going to happen to him. And of course, the, this is the point where I'm the adults. I'm like, I could, I don't care if any of you die. Like, you're so frustrating. The night guy is like, <laughs> you can't find the keys. Her dad's like, blah, whatever. Like, <laughs> if, eventually he believes her, I guess, which is good. But, and apparently Rod had the weakest neck in human history because he died in two <laughs> seconds. What was that? Poor Rod. Yeah. So Rod is sleeping. So Freddie like puts the sheet around his neck and then like essentially strings him up to make it look like Rod kills himself. And Rod is hanging for, like Jack said, about two seconds and just yes. dies. Also pretty smart of Freddie to be like, I want to make this look like a suicide. And then like, I can keep yeah. going with this. I was like, oh man, smart. The deaths in this shit. are super creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we cut to Rod's funeral. They didn't give one to Tina. That's true. We didn't get a funeral for Tina. She went to a pauper's grave out in the back. <laughs> Just chucked Tina out. In the <laughs> oh well, there goes another one. <laughs> Bye, Tina. But um, now, but but the guy that killed her? No, we got to give him a full. He gets a nice funeral. Full funeral. Her parents are both at the funeral, and her dad's like, you need to keep Nancy home from school a couple days. And her mom's like, I've got a better idea. We're going to get some help. So I thought she was going to go to therapy, and her mom's like, nah, fuck that. We're going to a sleep study. You know, it's 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 a step removed from therapy. It, it's at least something. I, I get, I'll give her credit, because that was actually a pretty, like, yeah, okay. Like, that makes sense. They're going to try to see what's happening when she's sleeping. I was like, I'm on board with this. Yeah. That's true. I did think it was funny that mom's like, is this a medical facility? Is it cool if I smoke? She doesn't even ask. She just lights up. She did not ask. This was the, <laughs> well, this is the 80s. I could see in the, the 70s, like, the doctor smoking in the MRI machine. But, like, <laughs> I guess in the 80s, it was still just as, a, uh, you know, accepted. Right. It's fine. So they're essentially hooking Nancy up to electrodes to kind of monitor while her while she's sleeping, see what's going on. And then as she Nancy starts to dream and as she's like screaming and literally seizing, her mom is like, is she OK, ma'am? Does she look OK? Well, the doctor's an idiot, too. He's like, yes, well. These numbers never go above five. And it's at like 30. He's like, well, <laughs> well, so um, and she's like flailing on the bed. She's flailing. And he's just like, ah, that's kind of weird. Like, go wake her up, you idiot. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. I was a little frustrated with uh, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. <laughs> so uh, they go in. They wake Nancy up. She Her hair has turned white and she's got huge scratches on her arm. The gray hair. That's mm-hmm. a great touch. I love that. Yeah. That was so, that's such a good idea. Like, obviously, she's been traumatized a billion times <laughs> and having this psycho chaser. Yeah, a little gray hair, you know? Like, it show it show it's uh, happening to her. Yeah. The stress is affecting her. Little grays. She looks 20 mm-hmm. now. It's horrible. It's a whole thing. And if she would have been in nowadays, yeah, yeah, oh, my God. God forbid she's 20 years old. <sighs> nowadays, she would just be, like, in. She'd be chic. Right. It'd be the fad because of the gray hair thing. I didn't even have to pay for this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> Just before we leave the uh, the hospital scene, or I guess progress yeah. past the hospital scene, I just want to give a shout out to Mimi Craven, who is the nurse, and also Wes Craven's wife. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. I saw her and I was like, why does she look better than everyone else in this scene? <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's his wife. So the nurse, Mimi Craven. Okay. See, Mark coming in clutch with these cool facts. Didn't even know. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was, yeah, I had no idea. And she had one line, like, yes, or what, okay, or whatever. You know, looking like a babe on screen, it's all good. Sure. So after the hot nurse, they leave, and they are, I think it's the next day again, and Nancy. I want to interject real quick. Yes. So this should have been the point where the adults start believing her. She pulls a hat out of the bed, and she's like, look what I got. 
And they're like, where'd you get that filthy thing? It's going straight in the trash. Like, her mom just wants to get rid of it. It's like, and Nancy has, you know, the, the wherewithal to say, give it to dad so he can, like, look for evidence. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No, couldn't possibly. No, no. I did. Nancy comes off like a boss in this morning kitchen scene because it's the next day they're at the house mm-hmm. and she's still yes. got the hat. And her mom's like, stop drinking that coffee. And she's like, do you want to maybe put down the bottle? Grabs the <laughs> bottle, slams it on the ground, and then like soft tosses Freddie's hat at her mom and just walks out of the house. It was great. It was, it a was great amazing. Scene. Now, now we get the bombshell. Yeah. That her mom knows who Freddie is. That's right. Um, I can't remember where she was, but she comes home and her mom's just like smoking in the shadows like a creep. She- yeah, she like stepped out like she was just much like Tina's mom, waiting for her daughter to come so she can <laughs> start a scene with her. <laughs> she just steps out with a bottle and the cigarette and is like, "Come on, I want to show you something." And come they, with me. I don't know why do they got to go downstairs. I mean, I guess she has the proof down there, but uh, yeah, just tell her in the kitchen. So that's when mom reveals, like, "Hey, Freddy Krueger was a real person. He was a child killer, um, and he." We like they caught him. He got convicted, but someone forgot to sign the right place in the search warrant or something. So he got off free, essentially. So the probably that night clerk, (laughs) probably the night clerk, that night cop. So the parents of the neighborhood like get together. They chase Freddie to the boiler room. I think they burn him alive, which is why he looks like a peeled blood orange, like Jack pointed out. Thank you. And uh, she's like, so Freddie can't hurt you. Like, we killed him. And then she holds up Freddie's glove. And Nancy's like, bro, Freddie is literally trying to murder all of us in our dreams. You did not get rid of the threat. That's my question. Did did Freddie, did he only start haunting after this whole burn thing? Did he, he never did any of this before. He was actually physically there and doing all these murders, which is terrible. But this the psychological component coming through the dreams sounds new to her mom and thus she doesn't believe her daughter. yeah which kind of makes you get the sense like it didn't happen that long ago which if that's the case don't you think nancy would have remembered like hey remember that time my mom murdered a guy yeah yeah was nancy alive when this happened it sure sounds like it like you said recent recent history there but i i, I don't i can't remember throughout the movie how much Nancy is telling her mom and describing what he looks like. But don't you think her mom would kind of catch on that? Hey, this sounds kind of like the guy we killed. Right. Or attempted to kill. Apparently. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm very callous with the mom because you had all this information that could have helped your daughter, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. solve this a little bit sooner. But again, she's an adult. So she's an idiot in this movie. This movie definitely has like, this comes through in, um, Young adult books sometimes. Sorry, I just got to put on the uh, librarian hat for a second. So young adult novels, like there are some of them that the parents are just completely absent and it's up to the kids to figure it out. And that vibe like really comes through in this book. Like all the adults, Mm -hmm. like you said, Jack, are in this movie are completely useless. Pretty much everyone is useless in this movie except Nancy. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Nancy is gonna try to go after freddy again so she calls uh johnny depp who is really rocking that crop top oh my gosh (laughs) i think he's the one that had the lawnmower shoved up his butt or whatever because that (laughs) shirt did not make it through that (laughs) yes i also had a note here like nancy has been up for about seven days at this point and Glenn cannot manage to stay awake for three hours. Like, get your shit together, Glenn. Come on. He he was like midnight, like oh, like <laughs> rubbing his eyes. I'm like, what? Uh, you're in high school, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> right. And then his mom comes in, still dressed. Like, it's almost midnight. What are you doing? Like, why are you up? <laughs> the, the, it's like a role reversal. Like the the adults are the one acting like teenagers. Yeah. All the way around. So. Nancy is going to go in to try to get Freddie and she wants Glenn to meet her at midnight so that he can like, what'd she say? Cold cock him. So she wants Glenn to punch him out or something. Mm -hmm. I do think it's funny that you, you cut to Glenn's parents, like standing outside (laughs) and Glenn's dad just is looking at Nancy's window because they live across the street from each other. Mm -hmm. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want that kid around our son. (laughs) She's I think she's a lunatic. Yeah. (laughs) 
but yet he's sipping a Budweiser on his front porch at midnight. Like what? Get your priorities straight here, buddy. Sir. Do you think it actually is depicting alcoholism or this is just what was normal back then? I can't tell because you also see Nancy like look out her bedroom door and mom is just standing by the linen closet with a full ass bottle of vodka just taking pulls out of her bottle. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I will say I like her dedication to one brand because it, it's yeah. not a different bottle. It's just the same. I don't She's know if it's the same bottle. It's probably just multiples of that same bottle hidden around the house because mm-hmm. she's that far gone. Well, you could, I guess, make the case for like, that's why dad left because mom can't stop drinking yeah. and he can't stop working. But yeah. if that's yeah. in there, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I thought her being a blotto pretty much the whole movie was funny. <laughs> Because <laughs> she's crocked out of her mind the entire thing. She is, yeah. I just wanted to add one thing. So kind of like the alcoholism and like why the parents are separated. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the husband is the lieutenant of the police department. And she just previously in the film confessed to like working with other parents to hunt this man down and kill him <laughs> and burn him alive. True. He may know his wife's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Like, even though he deserved it but it's a good point like i always wondered if that was part of it but it was never said outright so that's true maybe he's Mm. like i'm not going to arrest you but i am also not going to stay married to you (laughs) that's her punishment i'm going to divorce you (laughs) i don't know oh man although i mean he could have been one of those parents too that was uh on the witch hunt for this guy true he could have been involved true there's a lot of questions. Hmm. Many questions. Uh, I did want to throw in this, though. Um, so so Freddie goes after children, correct? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole spiel. Yeah. Now, if you are Nancy and you just turn, you just, you're having all this crap happen to you at 17, you turn 18, does he leave you alone? Is he not interested anymore because you're not a kid? This guy's a freak. Gross. Thank you. <laughs> that's fucking gross i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just thinking about the semantics of this you know uh-huh sorry all right so <laughs> glenn's dad is drinking a budweiser at midnight calling uh-huh. nancy banana pants yep and then uh nancy calls the house because she's like my idiot boyfriend's probably asleep and glenn's mom answers and she's like i don't know and her his dad's just like He's asleep and then hangs up and then unplugs the phone. So that that is the first parent move I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> that would absolutely happen. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> Nancy tries to call from her phone and mm-hmm. Freddie's fucking tongue comes out of the phone, which is nasty. That was, that was funny. That was pretty funny. So, uh, Jack, kind of <laughs> like you said earlier, they're doing more of the blending of when are they awake? When are they asleep? vibe Mm -hmm. because now he's kind of able to taunt her a little bit when she's awake and nancy tries to leave the house to run over to wake glenn up physically and her mom again is fucking drunk as shit on the couch and she's like nah i locked the door from the inside okay from the inside right why what kind of doors you have i wondered that too I, i don't understand that and don't you have a back door you have a garage door yeah i don't know but Just uh, something's not added up here. To Fort Knox in that house, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, like, Nancy's mom does not give a fuck that her daughter is having a mental breakdown and full out screaming her boyfriend's name in the house. To be fair, I think she's having one, too. That's true. Just in a, in a different way. <laughs> she is just cracked out of her mind. She is drunk as hell, which is whatever. So it's obviously curtains for Glenn, who couldn't manage to stay awake for three, not even three hours, because his mom wakes him up right before midnight, and he falls back asleep. It was like 15 minutes. Oh my yeah. God. Useless, He deserved Glenn. to die. Ugh. Now, I hope not jumping ahead. I, th- I don't think so, because we're right on that. But that was one of the coolest deaths yeah. I've ever seen in a horror movie. Glenn's Just death? a fountain of blood. That was so cool. Yeah. So... Um, it, for those of you who haven't seen it and I guess aren't going to watch it, um, Glenn gets, <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes you want to no. hear a review of a movie without having to watch the squishy parts. Um, so he gets sucked into the bed and like everything comes in with him, like the TV and all this, like the mm-hmm. radio or whatever. And then 
it's quiet for like a second and then like this geyser of blood just shoots up and coats the entire fucking ceiling it is nuts i want to know how they did that it's the coolest shot in the movie Mm -hmm. uh, by far i think and it goes on how much blood did that guy have in him because (laughs) it was like the Kool-Aid man exploded and all his contents were emptying <laughs> up through the ceiling. Right. For like such a little dude, he had a lot of blood in that little body. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I would maybe look that up later about how they did that effect. Cause it's cool looking. <laughs> uh, the police are called obviously. And <laughs> yes, obviously, obviously yes. there's a geyser <laughs> blood in the bedroom. And they're all like, what the fuck happened in here? So Nancy's trying to get her dad to be like, hey, I'm going to go hunt this serial killer in my dreams. I need you to help me when he comes out. And her dad's like, yeah, okay, whatever, crazy. I, again, 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 adults in this movie. (laughs) But I will give them this. Like, it does sound ridiculous what Nancy's trying to say. True. So, and her dad is obviously wrapped up in what's going on, the case, the deaths and everything, trying to solve that. I can kind of get that, but, like, dude, like, you send out the, like, dumbest cop <laughs> to go watch her house and be like, just let me know if something happens. And he's like, oh, uh, well, there's, like, shit going on, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, even more shit happens to her. And then eventually he's like, I probably go. Sh- I probably should go tell him. Yeah. And, it's, like, I could not stand it. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, like, that cop should be fired. <laughs> yeah. Should be fired from the force. Agreed. No suspension, no pay. <laughs> So Nancy tells her dad, like Jack said, that she's going to do this bonker balls plan. She's going to go into her dreams, pull out Freddy, and she wants him mm-hmm. to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, does the home alone thing where she booby traps her house. And I just want to know, do they all go to a class where they learn how to do this? She, this happened before Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone stole from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> this is the original Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was like a little bit of backstory of like she was reading that like booby trap book on the oh, bridge. Oh, you're right, you're right. So she was she was like kind of getting into that. That's right. Uh, but then then she proceeded to assemble these traps with no lights on. You're looking <laughs> at a book and you're like looking at diagrams or like electrical diagrams. Completely dark in the house. I don't know how she can see that, but <laughs> holy crap, that was some of the best. That was like one of the best parts. Yeah, like rigging up that like. Um, what was it? Gunpowder and a light bulb, so it'd blow up. Mm-hmm. Which I, you better hope that's going to work because I don't know how you're going to test that out the first time. And then <laughs> test the it best out part, on mom. Yeah, <laughs> mom doesn't even move. She doesn't even know. Like, oh, uh, what? And turn the light on. The sledgehammer. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was so awesome. Mm-hmm. I guess now we can get to the point where she's where Freddie actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we do, I just like that she's like essentially. She has become the parent. She's tucking her drunk-ass mom into bed. And her mom's like, you just face things, and I think that's great. But maybe it's time to stop. Like, what are you talking about? What? Mom is drunk. Oh, drunk as a skunk. Which I don't have any problem with. Just don't do it when there's a psychopath on the loose, you know? Chasing your literal daughter. Well, there's that too, yeah. Uh, So Nancy falls asleep to go find Freddy to go get him. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of neat. I don't feel like we always see the final girl, like, going after the killer. Sometimes she's just trying to survive, but she is intentionally hunting Freddy. So it's like, hell yeah, Nancy, let's go. I like that part of it, too. Yes. She's chasing him. She's about to wake up because she set herself an alarm because Nancy can't rely on any of these bozos in her life. So she's going to wake herself up. Mm -hmm. And then she, she wakes up and you think she didn't do it. But then Freddy's in the room with her. They're fighting. And then she, like... Like Jack was saying earlier, she is breaking open the window to scream for help in this dumb, dumb. Oh, my God. I don't I don't officer on the team is like, huh, weird. That girl, my boss told me to watch for who is his literal daughter is screaming for help. Maybe I should go get some help. Nah, no. Let me listen to it for another two minutes. <laughs> oh, she's still in trouble. Maybe I maybe I should go say something to him. So he, I just. That guy. I just look. Go get my dad, you asshole. That made me laugh. She's she's screaming all the sense in the world. I need help. <laughs> get someone. Get my dad. All of those are valid. And uh, Captain Dipshit is just like, <laughs> oh, it's just. Uh, I need one more sign that she's in trouble. 
and there's like smoke coming out of the house too. It's just like right, like there's <laughs> literal fire. Which okay, I did think it was cool that she chases him to the basement and she lights him on fire, which is of course mm-hmm. his biggest fear because that's how he died. Mm-hmm. So he's screaming, and then her dad comes in finally, and then they see like the fire footprints all throughout the house. Yeah. And that yeah. leads upstairs, and you're like, oh, shit, Freddy's going after her mom. And then Nancy comes in with the WWE SmackDown moves and just breaks a fucking chair over Freddy's back. That's amazing. And he sold it, too. Freddy sold that. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was <laughs> cool hurt. as hell. It was great. Um, I will say I was right. I was in the same thought process as her. I'm like, I would go down and get his claws and kill him with his claws. Yes. Why didn't she fall asleep with the glove on? I don't know. But when I saw her going downstairs, I'm like, she's going to get the glove. She's going to kill him with that. And then it's gone. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, That's, that's a clever bit of like Mm -hmm. a, a sign that he's in the world now. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Look at you, Jack, providing all this insight. That's me. That's me. I cut that. (laughs) (laughs) That was the stupidest thing I've ever said. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. That was really loud. Um, So I do think it's funny, like, after the move, uh, Nancy's mom disappears into, like, a rave Mm -hmm. that is built into her bed, I guess. Yep. Like, Freddie That's where she parties. Freddie pulls her into the bed and there's like a party going on. I don't know. And her dad's like, are you okay? And she's like literally shaking and gritting her teeth. But she's like, no, I'm fine. Okay. Again, what a lie. I would have also loved if she's like, I still don't believe you. I know. Right? (laughs) Like, "Mm, this was not. I don't know. I don't know what kind of special effects you're working with, Nancy. What kind of drugs you're on. But I don't believe this. Right? So then... Nancy's like, the only way to defeat Freddy is to stop giving him my energy. And it this was kind of weird. She, like, turns towards the doorknob, and he goes to attack her and then just fades away because she's like, you're not real. And then she opens the door, and you're like, oh, happy ending. Wait, why does this feel weird? It's got a very uncanny mm-hmm. valley feel to it. Mm-hmm. And she steps outside with her mom, and her mom's like, you know, baby, I'm going to quit drinking. I just don't feel like it anymore. <laughs> That's when you knew something was wrong. Oh, this is not real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Freddy's death, if that's what you want to call it, that was the stupidest. It it would be so much better if he died burning alive. Yeah. But him to him, like enter the matrix and like behind her or whatever that was. I don't even know. But that was a little silly, I think. Well, well, I think that's what the movie is ending with. Right. Because like. Her friends show up in the car, and she gets in the car, and the top comes down, and it's Freddy's sweater color. So Freddy is not dead, very clearly. He's in the world mm-hmm. because she turns, and her mom is just smiling and waving like a fucking idiot, and then gets pulled into the house as the car drives away. <laughs> and then so you've got funny. the return of the creepy kids. So mm-hmm. Freddy is, your plan did not work, and Freddy is still very much alive. Yes, so the question is, are they in Freddy's world, or is Freddy now unleashed in the real world? Uh, oh, God, it's been a long time since I've seen the sequels. I think Freddy's in their oh. world now. Is that right, Mark? Uh, just my own personal interpretation, but that moment it cuts to, again, the very surreal, like, her mom's still alive and everything. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like it was saying everything prior to this has all been Nancy's dream, and she finally decided to wake up and she's back in the real world, but so is Freddy. Like mm. he's he's still a lot. He like he's still a real thing haunting her in her dreams. But she just finally woke up from the beginning of the movie being like part of Nancy's dream. So you think the whole thing was a dream? I I felt like that's what they were saying because again, uh, it harkens back to her not believing in him. Was Glenn's research into the Balinese? Uh, dream skills Mm. and so her not believing him in the real world shouldn't do anything but if she was in a dream and not believing in him it would take away his power and Mm -hmm. then so she finally wakes up into the real world she's no longer having that nightmare where freddy is in her dreams but he's still around he's still real interesting yeah that is interesting and i will say I, i i i really don't like the like it was all a dream trope. Mm. But in this, for this particular movie, since it's like his method of how. Since all dreams. He, 
follows people and kills them. Like it's actually, it makes it incredibly difficult to know yeah. what is what. Well, and I've seen a theory where it said like just the last fight scene where she goes to sleep and then wakes up and pulls him into the real world. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is a dream. So I don't know. It's interesting. Like that's essentially the end of the movie. Like they pull away and the kids are being creepy, playing rope and singing Freddie song. And it's like, ta-da. It, it was a, an abrupt ending, but I don't know if I would have had it any other way. Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it obviously sets it up for, well, this will never end and there will be con- countless sequels to it, which is what happened. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kept going on with that. But like you said, it's the house that Freddie built. It's got to keep, got to keep adding on, it's right? The house yeah. that Freddie built. Speaking of, I have some numbers. If we have any other final thoughts, but okay. So I looked this up. The estimated budget for this movie was uh, one million eight hundred thousand dollars. On on opening weekend, it got one million two hundred seventy one. Um, but then oh. the gross worldwide, after everything was said and done, was twenty five million. Uh, six eighty five, one thirty four. So it definitely did bring in some money. <laughs> yes, just a little. Yeah, bit. it did. It did what they were looking to do. I think. There, yeah. So. Uh, no, I didn't really have any much more to say about it other than I was I appreciated it was ninety minutes. Mm, yeah. And I appreciated that they got straight into the action and it wasn't this long slog until something actually happened. Yeah. It's a it's a good time. Like you go in thinking it's gonna be one thing, and then it like I feel like it comes out a lot more nuanced. So I I mm-hmm. always have a good time watching this one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was fun. I think next time we're gonna do the Exorcist, unless we start recording these out of order, in which case ignore everything I just said. Edit that in post. Yeah, just cut all that out. It's fine. I <laughs> uh, and I guess my 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 final thought was, I. Uh, if Freddie took them or tried to come at them in a different order, do you think it would have been different? If he didn't take out Tina first, if he went after, cause like him taking out Tina first caused Rod to be isolated in the jail cell mm. where he was easy to take out Rod. So then you got two down, two out of the four, you got half the party done. True. I don't know. It was just that's a true. Yeah, that's thought I kept having throughout the movie. Taking it from Freddy's side, like it's tactical. Yeah. How would yeah, I yeah. take out a group of yeah. 15 year olds? Mark's well, just here to help the serial killers do better. You I know, know, yeah. You shouldn't yeah. be improving their methods. <laughs> I think that's a good point, though, because uh, there is some strategy, because we talked about it before, where he was going after Rod and making it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. And he knew that, I don't know if Freddy knew this, but it obviously plays into the cops thinking it was Rod that killed Tina. Right. Um, well, Rod's easy to pin it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's convenient. Yeah, sure. He's already some of a bad apple, according to some of the people, you know, with the backstory. And so it's easy to believe. And they had a fight. And, you know, so yeah. there's th- there's a lot of stuff stacked up against him in, in anyone believing a story. Yeah. Very. Uh, that's an interesting thought. If we. Well. I don't know. I didn't really worry about this. We'll do this next time. Never mind. I was going to say we could do uh, what each of them would order at the bar, but I don't know. Oh. Nancy's underage, so. That doesn't stop anyone in horror <laughs> movies from drinking, so. All right, true. Well, then, okay. Well, then what would they order at the bar? Like like Freddie and Nancy are at the bar together? Mm-hmm. Just like, man, that was a crazy adventure. That was nuts. Let's get a drink. <laughs> well, Nancy should get a water, but I think she would drink Four loco. Because she wants to be up all the time, and she <laughs> certainly needs to have a drink after that. Okay. Now, finding one of those is a little difficult because mm. they don't really make them like they used to. Um, mm-hmm. But they still sell it in name, and so I think she could get away with that. Okay. Um, as far as Freddie, I think he would have a. I mean, this is this is right there. It's as it's as uh, clear as his face is. Uh, blood orange. IPA, I think, is what I would have <laughs> Freddie order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think Nancy's going to drink an espresso martini. <laughs> going with your stay awake theme. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also sweet. And then, uh, oh, Freddie. What is Freddie drinking? Oh, Besides I'm going to be blood, boring and give Freddie a, a Bloody Mary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 That's probably a better answer than... 
than what I did there. With the Bloody Mary makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm. And and instead of like a just wooden stick skewer for all the olives and stuff, it's a knife. <laughs> it's a knife. <laughs> yes, perfect. Well, I'm gonna go order, order a Bloody Mary, a four loco, a. Uh, I'm just gonna drink everything we just talked about here. Wow, then... getting spicy over there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put some spice in there too. Love it. Um, okay, well, I need to stay up for seven days so that I can go okay. back to looking like I'm 20. So I'm gonna drink an espresso martini. Oh, it works reverse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the elixir of life. We should all. St- you know what? Everyone's into that intermittent fasting. How about intermittent sleeping? We'll get <laughs> oh that going. God. Nobody listened to Jack. Uh, And we'll we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.